everyone. Welcome to the Brainstorming with Da Vinci podcast, where we'll discuss how to amp up team collaboration and generate great ideas. My name is Eric Bowe. I'm a veteran of leading over 1,000 brainstorming sessions. Over the years, I have run sessions for many clients, including Jeep, Aldi, Pure Michigan, and Shell Oil. Bottom line, I'm a guy who's passionate about leading teams to generate big ideas. My goal for this podcast is super simple. Share stories of best practices on how to maximize team collaboration and creativity. Before I begin this episode, I would like to cover a few housekeeping items. In the podcast, I'll share stories and discuss different methods that will give you a glimpse into the Da Vinci approach. If you want to immerse yourself in the approach, check out my book, Brainstorming with Da Vinci, on Amazon. The book is your ultimate guide to leading a successful brainstorming session. I also offer training to become proficient in the Da Vinci approach. To learn more, go to brainstormingwithdavinci.com for details. That's it for the intro. Let's get on with the episode. All right, let's talk Zoom storming. I want to kick this off by telling you a quick story about some brainstorming I was doing at the time the pandemic hit. I was working with Jeep's product design team to brainstorm on the 2024 model year. We were scheduled for four brainstorming sessions, and when the pandemic hit, we had two sessions completed. Then it was like brainstorming paralysis hit, and it's like, what do I do next? Based on my past experience, I did not have a positive impression of virtual brainstorming. I dabbled with it a little in the late 2000s, working on Ford F-150. At the time, we had a team in Dearborn, Michigan, and some people down in Florida. And so what we tried to do is hook the two groups up together through a conference call and do brainstorming. It just didn't work because it was difficult for people who were remote to understand what was going on in the room. So pretty much from that point on, I tried to just do live sessions with the team in one location. However, enter pandemic, and that was a luxury I could not do. And we had to finish this brainstorming. I was working with an agency called Rebuild out of Detroit, and we were on the hook to get four sessions done, as I said prior. So at the time, I was also writing the Brainstorming with Da Vinci book, and what I did is I took the approaches that I had used throughout my career, and I applied them to Zoom. To my delight, many aspects of the DaVinci approach are built for Zoom storming. Using DaVinci made it an easy transition. And there's three things in particular that really lend itself well to Zoom storming. Number one, one of the guiding principles is size matters. Size matters is about the size of the group. And the sweet spot is seven or six to eight people. If you go below six people, it lacks diversity of thought. If you go over eight people, group dynamics take over, and many people shut down for various reasons. So working with the Jeep team, we, we had it at seven people plus myself or eight. So with the nice parts within Zoom, you have that Brady Bunch view where you can see everybody on the screen and it works out nice. Secondly, and probably just as importantly, I found that the DaVinci methods transitioned very nicely into the Zoom environment. For those of you who are unaware, there are about 20 plus methods in the DaVinci approach that are designed to inspire your team, take your brainstorming to the next level, and if need be, shake it up a bit, get people out of their comfort zone. So while I had to transition my facilitation to the virtual environment, the methods I used worked very well. 
regardless of whether it was physical or virtual. And the third thing is my capture mechanism worked very well. And let me explain this. I use a Word doc to capture ideas. And what I do in a brainstorming session is I will have the document on a screen in the front of the room. And as we cap as ideas come up, they are captured within the Word document. Now, I haven't always done this. It's something I started doing probably about 15 years ago or so. Prior to that, I used whiteboards or I used flip charts. From a personal perspective, these did not work well for me because uh, my handwriting isn't the greatest. And I spell phonetically, so I would actually fall behind trying to write it correctly, where in Word, I could type a lot faster than I could actually do on a flip chart or whiteboard. So I transitioned to Word, and I've been doing it that way ever since. A bonus benefit, which I really like, is the ability to record the session. So every session was recorded, so if need be, myself or any team member could go back and review the conversation just to refresh themselves on what an idea was about. Okay, now while some things were a seamless transition, other things did not work as well as they did if we had everybody in person. First of all, you, you usually, even if you're live, you don't want people talking over each other. But it even becomes more important when you're live because the camera will cut in and out. So it's very important. I had people be respectful of when somebody else is talking, um, just wait your turn. Now, we didn't go as far as people raising their hands and stuff like that because the Jeep team was awesome. They waited their turn and it actually went very well. Another aspect that didn't work as well as being in a, a room together is the ability to use the space of the room. Now, while I was able to capture ideas using a document, I always liked using the room to put memory devices around it. For example, if we did personas, you would have those on the wall, or we would actually capture ideas and write them up and put those on the wall. So people are constantly reminded of who the target is, or what things we have done in the past as we move forward. Unfortunately, this is very difficult to do, although you can send documents out. It's hard to have that three-dimensional space when you're in a two-dimensional streaming environment. Also, more on a personal note, I needed to upgrade my tech because two things had to happen. One, I had to be able to see everybody. And so having my laptop, I, you know, it was just too much happening. So I had to get an extra screen. Not a big deal, you can get screen extenders. So I operate on two screens now whenever I do the brainstorming. So on one, I have the Word document. On the other one, I can see everybody's faces. The other thing, which was very important, I had to hardwire my computer using a Cat5 cable because using Wi-Fi, it would drop in and out, mainly because my kids might've been gaming or something else. So in the entire household is sharing that Wi-Fi. And this occurs even if you're in a business. Um, whenever I'm working remotely with some businesses, if their Wi-Fi is taxed, it doesn't work as well. So that stream is very critical. Also, technology can be fragile. For example, as part of the brainstorming, I was moving my arms around and I accidentally hit a cup of coffee I had and it fell on the keyboard. And I went dark for about five minutes and I could still see and hear everybody, but until I cleaned up the mess, I lost the team. It's very important when you do remote brainstorming that your technology is solid and dependable. Otherwise, it turns into a very big waste of time. 
In conclusion, Zoom storming is here to stay. The pandemic has really made us rethink how we actually have people work. A lot of the workforce for many companies is working from home or it is distributed across multiple locations and less concerned about having everybody at a headquarters. So with that said, automatically you're gonna to have to find ways to collaborate over these multiple locations. It's incumbent on these companies to train their employees on how to do Zoom storming so they have effective collaboration sessions. If I had to choose whether to do Zoom storming or in person, I still would always choose in person whenever possible. However, I wouldn't think twice about doing a Zoom storm. Well, that wraps up this episode. First off, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to future episodes on your favorite podcast service like iTunes, Anchor, or Google. Also, if you haven't already, pick up a copy of Brainstorming with Da Vinci on Amazon. If you are interested in training on the Da Vinci approach, go to brainstormingwithdavinci.com for details or reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's it for now. Until next time, this is Eric Bowe on the Brainstorming with Da Vinci podcast. Later, everyone.